This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Morning, how many hours of the day do you need to get done? Everything that needs to get done. Also, the 10 websites that shape the internet as we know it. And how do you feel about making marriage a temporary contract so you can upgrade to a better partner later? <laughs> You'll be surprised at how many young people think that's a good idea. We'll a get into that story. Are like, yes. It is news that didn't make the news here at Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, let's talk about tonight's Mega Millions jackpot, which they should call Mega Billions. It's at $1.6 billion. And you might be asking yourself, what if, in theory, I bought every single possible ticket combination to guarantee myself a win? Would I turn a profit? And the answer is yes, in theory. But... There are some big catches. First, you would need to buy 302,575,350 tickets to get every combo. And how much does that cost? That would cost you $605 million. So now you got to find a way to, to put that much cash up front. You would also need a syndicate of nearly 700,000 people working for you to fill out those tickets for 10 straight hours today to have... To have the time you need to buy all the possible ticket combinations since just doing quick picks is not going to work. Yeah, that's going to take forever. So assuming that this is successful, your lump sum payout is an estimated $904 million. Plus, you'd win a lot of secondary jackpots, like for matching five numbers but not the final ball, which would net you roughly $75 million more. So now you've got a total of... 979 million in winnings or 374 million dollars in profit sounds good on on paper right yeah for sure i mean i have to spend 650 million to make 374 million but keep in mind that's before taxes which uh, will knock off roughly 40 percent which is like half that takes your winnings down to 587.4 million or a loss of around $18 million. Yeah. And worst of all, <laughs> if someone else hits the jackpot, you got to oh, split it. You have to share it with everybody. So now you're out even more money. I would love to know, you know, like talking to people that are in the community that are selling the Mega Millions and the Powerball tickets, like what is the most that they've had someone come in and spend? You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. are people walking in with 
Like I go in and I'm like, can I have $60? You know, or are people walking in with $500 going, give me 500 bucks worth of tickets. You know? I have seen people, I've witnessed people in, you know, gas stations or convenience stores in line in front of me. And, and you know this because they take so long mm-hmm. and they maybe got a couple hundred dollars and they're getting scratch off tickets and they're saying, I'll take this many in the mega yeah. millions and this many in the Powerball. And it seems like they have a system and that this is what they do. That's how they, they're making their money. And I always wonder, I want to ask him, I'm like, how well do you normally do? Well, I did know a relative of ours, like down in Hazard, so they would take a $20. I think when you buy a $20 scratcher, you get guaranteed $5 or something like that. So they would buy the $20 scratcher knowing that they were at least going to get $5 back to spend on other scratchers. Work in the system. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you have trouble getting everything done in a day? If so, obviously you're not the only one. Here's a simple new secret for squeezing it all in. Invent a device that bends time, because really, that's the only way you're going to be successful. According to a new survey, the average woman needs 28 hours in a day to get everything done. I, I mean, believe it. Get everything done that you feel you need to get done. Oh, yeah. Like we're talking work, uh, exercise, mm-hmm. doing the things you need to do around the house. Spending time with family and friends, having at least a little time to relax, getting a decent amount of sleep. All those things combined, you would need 28 hours in a day to do it. The survey didn't say how long of a day the average man would need to get everything done. We're just focusing on women for this study. And since the day isn't 28 hours long, what are women sacrificing? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be like, I always used to say I wanted my superpower to be the ability Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. ...to eat anything I want and be really skinny, but I think the ability to freeze time would be awesome. Like you could freeze time, take a four hour nap and then rejoin that exact moment. And, and nothing has happened except for the fact that you took a four hour nap. You get the benefit of that yeah. rest. Absolutely. The survey also found a majority of women are getting around six and a half hours of sleep each night. All right. It is hard to believe that like 25 years ago, most of us had never used the Internet I mean, I remember the first time I ever opened up Netscape, Netscape. on a computer or or went to um gosh, it wasn't even it wasn't even Yahoo. I think it was called Webcrawler. <laughs> and my mind was blown. I don't remember those, but I remember getting the little AOL CD in the mail. Oh yeah, America would, Online. Yeah, where you would get like, I don't know, 10 hours of free internet or whatever if you use this CD or something. I just remember we had to download it on the computer. And yeah, it would AOL take was forever. like a word. It was like a world 
in and of itself yeah. almost. But uh, now, you know, we live our lives on the Internet and we use it for literally everything. The website Gizmodo decided to rank the 100 websites that shaped the Internet as we know it today. And here are the top 10. Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Google. I'm surprised Google's not at the top. How is it I use not that more than anything. completely agree. Because you know what I do? I Google someone to get to Wikipedia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, who is Jeff Thomas? And then I'll go to Wikipedia. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, for The sure. Onion. Remember The Onion? I feel like I'm probably still around. I just don't yeah. remember the last time I've been on The Onion. Uh, the Internet Archive. Twitter. Netflix, Reddit, eBay, MySpace. Mm-hmm. MySpace and, was like the launch of the beginning of social networking. Right. And here's how some of the other big websites finished that didn't necessarily make the top 10. Craigslist is 12th. Pornhub is 13th. <laughs> Amazon is 17th. Facebook, 19th. Yahoo, 26th. MapQuest, 30th. LinkedIn, 63rd. And, uh, oh, Friendster. I forgot about Friendster. What was Friendster? Was that like a Facebook? 84th. Yeah. So, anyway. Those are the websites that shape the internet as we know it today. Can't believe it's been almost 25 years. Uh, Let's see. According to a new survey, a quarter of people... Okay, so the attitudes of young people. It's always interesting talking to... Young people between the ages of 18 and 24, because they have a different outlook, they have different opinions. And what's funny is, uh, you know, a lot of people look at people who are younger than them and think, oh, you have so much to learn. You'll change your mind when you get to be my age. And that is not always necessarily true. Attitudes change. Lifestyles change, as we've seen. And uh, the political landscape Well, the world around you changes, yeah. It does. And those attitudes are formed at a young age. So they talked to people between the ages of 18 and 24, and they were talking about marriage, traditional marriage. And about a quarter of people in that age group say they would support a change making marriage contracts temporary. So after five or ten years you would basically have the option to re-up, you know, renew your marriage. Hey, let's do this for five years, see how it goes. And then re-sign a contract. And then how long have you been married? Well, we've been married almost five years. Oh, you got a renewal coming up. What are you going to do? You're going <laughs> to renew or are you going to move on? And that's how it would work. So after five or ten years, you have the option to renew your marriage or upgrade, upgrade. to a new partner. Ooh, I don't like the word upgrade. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And and what kind of impact would that have on marriages? Would would it make people work harder on their marriages? I wonder. I don't know. Would you feel like also if you were three years in and you didn't like it, you'd be like, oh, I just got to stick it out for two more years. Or if you were three done. or four years into it and you were like, all right, well, this was good. But see, ya. but I feel like maybe there's something better out there. So I don't know. I, I get in trouble talking about marriage on this radio station because I every time I say how I truly feel, I undoubtedly get some kind of really nasty email saying that I shouldn't be saying that to other people because it's just but it's just my personal belief of how I feel about it. Because growing up, I always was like, you know, my parents have been married for 
40 years and I really believed in like Good for them. Yes. And I really, really believed in that entire culture of marriage of being together for 40 years. And this right. is amazing. That's great. But since I have, you know, grown up, I feel different about marriage. I feel like it has become really like easy for people to kind of just be like, I don't want to be in this anymore. And I believe now that I can have all of the things that my parents have had in a relationship and marriage without being married. I can have that exact same life without being married. And that's what you get in trouble for when you say that. Yeah. Well, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Attitudes change. Yes. You know, talk to young people and you get a sense of where where the world is going to go. They also found that one third of people under the age of 24 think that polygamy should be legal. Ooh, see, now that I don't like. I don't believe in polygamy. I believe in, like, if you don't want to be committed to just one person, I don't know if that should be a legal thing. Well, I guess my point is, like, why would you want to be? Right. Like, couldn't you just date a lot of people or something? Right. In other words, why enter into a contract if you're going to involve multiple people? Right. Then, what do then you, what's the point why of do the you contract? Wanna... <laughs> Right. Exactly. That's what I don't believe. Why do you want to complicate it with a contract? Uh, about half say that you should be able to get divorced without citing any specific reason as well. So that's what young people between the ages of 18 and 24 are saying about marriage, the way they view marriage and the future. Something easy you can do to keep your family healthy. It might also boost your mood. A new study at the University of Oregon found that opening your shades in the morning and letting some sunlight in, would you believe it can actually kill half of the bacteria trapped in household dust? You know, when you that's like one time I always see dust is when you open the shade and the sun is shining through, you can see the actual dust kind of floating in the air sometimes. Yeah, uh, researchers found about 12% of the bacteria floating around in a darkened room is able to reproduce, but with the shades open, reproduction drops to about 6%. So let the light in. Yeah. I mean, there is a case for that, and I do, for the most part anyway, at my house, just because my cats love the sunlight, they love to bask in the sunlight, and if I don't raise the shades... They will tear them to pieces. Well, they yeah. they play with that little cord. You have one of those cords that hangs down. Not just the cords are up high enough that they can't really get to them, but they'll just like chew or tear up the bottom of the shades, and they'll wedge their nose in there and kind of make a mess of them if I don't. So I I bring them up anyway. But in my bedroom, which where they don't really hang out in the bedroom if I'm not there. I was keeping the shades closed during the summertime to keep it cool in there. And I would have the ceiling fan running so that when I got home, it was nice and cool in there if I wanted to take a nap or something. And But that's where a lot of bacteria is in your bedroom. Exactly. So, Which is why I'm going to start opening my shades after reading this story. <laughs> and a lot of the bacteria that the sunlight kills is linked to certain respiratory diseases. So it might even be more important to open your blinds during flu season. See, I wonder, my boyfriend has been suffering from a lot of asthma and allergies. And in our bedroom, we have those blackout shades and we hardly ever open them because it is so much light. We have these gigantic like picture windows almost. But I wonder if that's making him worse by not opening up the blinds. 
Well, they still need to do more research to see how much it affects things like colds, but based on the findings, they say it definitely can't hurt to let a, let a little more light in. And the added bonus is the extra sunlight can give you a boost in vitamin D and help you avoid seasonal affective disorder. There you go. So we're Get them open. wise, I know. That's the one thing I do every day when I come into the radio station. I come upstairs and I turn on the lights, but I immediately open the shades so that the four of us can watch the sunrise together. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.